So full house this episode, you know, Jamar's in the building. Gotta salute the La Liga correspondent. I mean, Real Madrid's doing good. Hey, there's a lot of action in the club matches. Cletus, I know you got some focus dialogue on Thomas Tuchel in a few minutes. Don't worry, we're going to get there. Marcus, how you living, man? Everybody, how y'all doing? Hey, man, we still outside, man, you know? Shout out to all the Delhi guys in the field tomorrow, tonight, and, you know, the next couple of days. Good, everyone. Hey, hello, hello. This this is Level Boy Chronicles. Sorry, my bad, my bad. Champagne soccer, my bad. No, 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 no. He had it right. He had it right. Hey, sh- sh- oh. man. That album's coming out twenty twenty seven. Guys, you got it wrong. Whoa, what is it? <laughs> it's not the Lover Boy Chronicles. Whoa, what is it? <laughs> is it a Champagne series? Hey, man, I don't know what's going on, man. We gonna figure it out, but uh. You guys don't mind? I'll recap the African Cup of Nations and the Asian Cup real quick because this is champagne soccer. So whenever you pop champagne, we got to salute it at the top of the show. So, hey, the Ivory Coast hosted 2023 edition of AFCON. Yeah, it's 2024, but you know, COVID, a lot of issues push things back. So this tournament... Happened a year later, but it was an overwhelming success. I think this is probably the first time people outside of Africa really gave AFCON a lot of attention because I'm seeing people say that this is the greatest AFCON of all time, including publications. Like hey, Dan, was it like was that. that two billion number real? I saw that they said they said two billion people watch AFCON this tournament. I don't know, man. They be cooking yeah. numbers, man. Hey, they said 123.7 million people watched the Super Bowl and it got in, uh, up to at least 200 million. I don't know, man. <laughs> they be cooking numbers now. But with gambling, they're able to cook numbers in a different way. But that's another story for another day. That might be an uh, investigative article or something. Hey, the hey. Line. you know, they got, they exposed, they got some tech. Now that was counting people outside their house for numbers. So yeah, that, that Super Bowl number is Fugazi. Hey, Marcus, they say, hey, man, let's just guess, man. Maybe Marcus had a Super Bowl party and eight people at his house. We're going to add that up. We don't know for sure. We're just going to guess. So, yeah, they're cooking. You're right about that. They're doing a lot of guesstimation and, you know, digit moving to figure out figures. But in this AFCON, I'll give you some real figures. There were 52 matches played. 119 goals overall, which meant about 2.29 goals per game. I shouted out the homie earlier, but hey, no one ever passed him. Shout out Emilio Nusi Lopez. My man is 34. He plays right back in the third division of Spain, but my man led AFCON in goals, man, for Equatorial Guinea. It's the beauty of AFCON, man. You might do something else for your club, but for your country, if this is what we need you to do, He went and did it, man. Led the tournament in goals. Shout out to one of the best losers I've ever seen of all time, Nigeria. William Kong, the captain, got best player of the tournament. Shout out Simon Adingra of Côte d'Ivoire. 
even though he's a Ghanaian product, he won best player, best young player in the tournament. Also won man of the match in the final, had two assists. The reason why Ghana can claim him is because before he went to Europe, he trained at the Right to Dream Academy in Ghana for a few years. That's where he said he learned to, you know, speak English because Ghana is an English-speaking country. Cote d'Ivoire is obviously French. He also talked about how they expanded his style of play in his game and how he had a mentor like Didi Dramani, who was also working at FC Norgeland, where Michael Essien coaches in Denmark. They put him in that pipeline. Now he's balling at Brighton. So his story is very inspirational. And the Right to Dream Academy, obviously I'm biased, but I think that's the best academy in Africa right now. It was cool to watch. The kids were watching the final. And when Simon was balling, all the kids were hyped because they know he was just there a couple years ago. So that was cool to see. Best goalkeeper hey, of the tournament. Hey, we People cannot South Africa. Pass. Huh? That the way how that the the Cote d'Ivoire coach was moving and jumped in the other coach's arms for that <laughs> second goal, bro. <laughs> hey man, that's what made the final even sweeter. Nigeria went up one nil and they thought they they thought they had it in the bag. Bro, also man out here fussing with folks. Hey, I man. want I want to say this too, bro. The t- I'm yeah, sorry to cut you off. In the final. They cut you off with the facts, but you know what I was about to say because you said it earlier. It was a lot of brothers that are shitty for their club looking like ballers. Sari, you in the championship. Who is it? The old dude from Iwobi? You was playing the midfield holding? Like, bro, it was dudes out there that you was like, what? You still playing? Yeah, man, it was real football 101. Don't overthink it. No inverted fullbacks over here, all right? You don't got to worry about nothing like that. Just play football. No complex systems, just 4-4-2, 4-2-3-1. Was barely a back three over there, man. That's what I liked about it. But, yeah, the final Côte d'Ivoire, the interesting thing is, hey, these guys finished third in the in their group stage, didn't win a match, fired their coach, tried to get another coach to join them. Herve Renard, who's coaching the French women's national team. And then they win the tournament. That's what makes it sick too. Like, bro, imagine trying to hire a coach in the middle of the tournament. You let another homie take the job, a mercy, Faye, and they win the tournament. But, uh, Cletus, how do you feel about this tournament overall? Do you believe the hype when people say this is the best AFCON ever? Is this just the first time foreigners paid attention to it? Um, I could see why people are saying it's the best AFCON um, ever because in terms of goals, uh, players, um, talent-wise. But another thing... Even viral moments, you know. Yeah, the, a, lot of, a lot of viral moments. The jokes. Yeah, Presentation, right. honestly. But yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's just like the presentation all around is it was a lot cleaner. We didn't have a lot of our African moments where, you know, let's say Buddy got sick or got injured. We had to carry him on the little, you know, on the little uh on the little pad he falls out the joint. Shit yeah, like that's that. true. And people are talking about how the referees are so great. And even I'm seeing English pundits talking about they need yeah. to bring those Africans to teach the Europeans how to referee. Never thought I'd hear that in my life. 
Yeah, that, that was crazy. Because even like the VAR comments, they're like, man, they're getting it right with the VAR in, in Africa. And I'm like, damn, that's crazy if they're saying that. But now all around, I think like just like the way the infrastructure, you know, the presentation, the refereeing, the talent-wise, the game management, it was a lot cleaner than what we've been used to for this for the you know past couple of years, you know. So that's what I think made it um very enjoyable. And also the fact that like more people had the ability to watch, especially with Sky Sports picking it up, more American networks as well. Um you had BN network showing it. So you know, I think this was a great showing for Africa as a nation, and for us to put us put for us to put on a very great showing. I think is going to do us a lot of justice moving forward. I hear that in uh, Afcon. If you guys aren't aware out there, Afcon is every two years. So, because this was technically the 2023 edition of Afcon, hey, there's another Afcon next year, baby. So we'll see if the momentum gets pushed forward and as of now the tournament is going to be in Egypt and it's going to be during the summer which potentially will bring even more eyes because as we all know the club season did not end just because the African Cup of Nations and the Asian Cup started so it gets you know this spotlight of being in the summer after all the hype of this year hey it could be next year could be the biggest AFCON ever so Hey, man, shout out to everybody. I'm going to break down some more stuff later at the end of the match because you know some of these brothers in the club with me. But let's go to the Asian Cup real quick because I got a segment on the Nigerians later. I got to laugh at those guys. Hey, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but the <Put> AF <laughs> Nah, for sure. We're going to cook them up. But yeah, the AFC Asian Cup, uh, Qatar won. Again, back-to-back -back. in the final, they beat Jordan 3-1. It was all penalties, so it, it wasn't as – the final wasn't as fun because of that. You know, Jordan making the final was an accomplishment in and of itself. They were like the Cinderella team, and I was rooting for them in the final, but they just stayed. They couldn't do nothing with Akram Afif, who was the top scorer of the tournament. Had eight goals. He also won best player. Uh, Qatar also won fair play, man. They also hosted the tournament. So we see a, the two host nations won their tournament. Salute to them. The best goalkeeper was also a Qatar homie, Michal Barsham. So, hey, this was one-sided, dominated by Qatar in every aspect. The interesting thing is that when you look at um, who was the top scorer for Japan, it's a young homie, Aisa Yude. He plays for Feyenoord in the Dutch League. And in the Dutch League, he doesn't really get as much tick. This is his first season, so he's still figuring it out. But his goal-scoring record for Japan is very good, 11 goals in 24 appearances. So it looks like Japan has a striker for the future. So if they can figure out how to balance their wing play, try to improve their midfield, build around endo maybe your boys can do something in the future marcus uh what did do you, you just say did you just say build around a 34 year old yeah hey this is hey this is the asian cup he can play until he's 40 come on man he's not that taka homie dude that played till when he was like 40 hey, or 50 don't worry about that you remember hey you remember rafael marquez the mexican international look how long my man was holding on marcus you can do that when you play for a country like Japan. Man, 
to touch on the final. Okay, we're gonna move on, but you know what? I'm gonna be problematic. It was three penalties to all money. Oh, okay. Don't think none of them was clean. Come on, man. If even your players looking shocked after a penalty, something is up, bruh. The one where you where the dude dove into the slid into the damn keeper. Like when you gave a car for that, I knew the, the fix was in, bruh. Like Japan and 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 uh South Korea, all them other teams, they gotta figure out some better systems. That what they came with didn't work. To me, the Asian Cup took the back seat to AFCON. Like yeah. I'm more so paid attention to AFCON than the Asian Cup because I was only checking for two teams for real. <laughs> I didn't even know to be honest, I didn't even know who was all in the um who's in um the Asian Cup. But I'm not going to lie. One of them penalties is going to be my goal of the week because of the celebration. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. My man turned into a magician. Okay. That's yeah. not banned. This dude did the Joe Horn of Dangon soccer. <laughs> but Dangon, hey, man, that game was kind of dull, like you said. But overall, the Asia Cup, I guess, can they include more teams? Because what they got, bro, they don't play for clubs. <laughs> I mean, hey, man. He just played for the love of the game, man. It's all right. That shit was dry, bro. I would have that shit on in the background while freaking dang on Brent, uh, Brentford was playing a Burnley. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, in the Asian Cup, they had 24 nations participating. The same as AFCON. Euro also has 24 teams in the competition. So, I mean... You can't expand uh, Asia, but I guess you can invite more uh, teams. But, hey, uh, shout out to the international football during the winter. But, hey, let's get back into some club action. Jamar, we talked about this preview to Real Madrid, Girona, after or before we recorded Ring Culture last week. And I think I told you my score was 3-1. You were a little hesitant because of, you know, the makeshift back line that had to take place due to injuries and things like that. But hey, y'all got the job done, man. 4-0, easy work. Yeah, man, I was uh, pleasantly surprised with that. It was a very relaxed game to view for me. You know, it was, it was, it was, it was pleasing because, you know, I, I expected Girona to take advantage of um, our weakness, which was our, our center backs, but it seemed like they rarely was putting crosses in. I don't know if that was how we was playing them. I couldn't really tell if that was how we was playing them or maybe they were just scared to attack. You know, that's what the White House do sometimes. And then, you know, low-key, they just happy to be where they at. But I don't know. We came out with an intensity, like, with a purpose throughout the whole game where, like, we was trying to send a message, like, yeah, we understand, like, yeah, what y'all doing is 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 admirable but you know this is real madrid this is what we do and when these games matter and when these games show up we're going to be here are y'all and the answer was no and you know what i'm saying Vinny put had put on a, a performance man him and jude was on one it sucks that he got hurt in the game it's just like each game bro it's like yeah. niggas keep getting hurt like, <laughs> jude got hurt in the last game and this game 
Tooch Manny got kicked in his face and now Brim is hurt too. It's like, yeah. bruh, like, my G, like, how many more injuries? Are we going to have a starting 11 in the next three weeks? Like, I don't even know if we're going to have anybody to put on the field. We're going to have to go kids. down to the... Yeah, where the kids are even getting hurt. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, even man. the kids are getting hurt. Yeah, it ain't just it ain't just the top flight, bro. So I I don't know, man. But I mean, I don't know, man. But I I don't know. I just the reason why I just we just always find a way, bro. Regardless of what's going on, who's on the pitch, who's playing, who do we have available, where we find a way to make it work and we find a way to win. So I'm just happy that we. I I, I felt like us. Dominating Jerome and like that sent a message to La Liga, like, yeah, like I think this one is ours. Y'all might as well prepare for next season. Hey, Dan, well, hold on. Hold said on. It, hey, I, you said it's ours. So you think uh the league is clinched already? It's over. Hey, hey, Dan, hold on, hold on, hold on, Jamar. Before absolutely. you respond, oh. I like to apologize. <laughs> I like to apologize. Number 20. <laughs> I forgot with Vinny. On yeah, he was getting 20. baked up. He was okay. getting baked up all game. He was yeah, on hey, a different hey, level. Hey. Bro, look like he said something to him. Yeah. Hey, yes. hey, you know who that is, Marcus? I, I noticed it too. I watched some highlights. I was like, man, because I saw Vinny's uh, goal, and I was like, man. Then I saw some other stuff. I saw that guy getting cut. I was like, why does he look familiar, man? What's going on? Who was that I guy? Did my research. I did my research. He's a lonely from City. He needs to stay <laughs> over there. He doesn't need to okay. come back to my club. Nah, because <laughs> I, I can't. Hey, if he can't guard Vinny in the league, I don't need to see him at City when we play Real Madrid in the Champions League and him get kicked <laughs> like that. Oh, man. Yeah. My, How my old is that eight. guy, Anthony? Uh, I don't know, man. Hey, once I saw his name, his age don't matter. He's baked, cooked. Yeah, he's he getting torched even if up he's by 20, Even if he's a kid and he has time to develop. I don't got time for that. He needs to develop over in Girona and 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 just have fun over there. Cause that's nah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, my man was getting baked. It was yeah, he scary. Was. Yeah, it was, it was, it was he wasn't ready for the lights. <laughs> he wasn't ready for the lights. I'm sorry. Yeah. He wasn't it, I'm I'm I usually mean, like like I usually give people grace and you know, like dang, he, he gonna he, he he has time. Nah, man. Vinny had him in his pocket. <laughs> I don't really use that phrase a lot. But Vinny had him, and my man, he was throwing his hands up in the air. You could tell he was frustrated, man. It was crazy. It was nasty. So, yeah, yeah. but I, like you said, man, I, I think uh, I don't think their team was really ready for those type of lights. Like, it's one thing going on a run throughout the season. And, yeah, the first match against Real Madrid, y'all got, tell the truth. Y'all got trounced. Tell the truth. <laughs> you know what Carlo told him? Get these big Barcelona niggas out of here. <laughs> hey, man, it's easy to game plan against big hey, hey, Barcelona. The Girona's in Barcelona, oh, ran by Barcelona boys trying to play like Barcelona. Exactly. Hey, man, we can kill these guys. Easy. <laughs> you know, it's past people's teams. They got them out the way fast. Vinny was having his way, okay? Kamavinga was having his way. Tony was very relaxed. Yeah, I mean Tony's been excellent all season, but that's nothing new. Buddy, he's been excellent since he's been playing at Real Madrid, so that's nothing new. Jew Jew was hobbing on one leg, scoring goals. Okay, yeah, yeah, for real, he was injured like ten minutes into the match, and he kept playing and still scores too. It was a JV game for them. Okay, yeah, man. But to answer your question, Dan, yeah, I think the league is won just because Girona was our biggest competition, 
and they can't beat us. So now they have to have more points than us just for them to win the league, which means that we're going to have to drop points. And I can't see us dropping points and no other team under us not dropping points. Like for, for us to lose the league, we would have to drop like three games, like literally lose like two or three games. And then Jerome will have to literally go undefeated. And I can't see any one of those scenarios happening. And even if we do lose a game or two, I see everybody under us losing another game or two before the season out as well. So that's why I say the league is already wrapped up. Now, if we were to beat Atletico, I, I would have had my feet kicked up. But oh. you know, I'm I'm still sitting up in the chair. But I'm 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 a lot more relaxed after the Girona victory for the La Liga title. We we basically just need to maintain our, hopefully, try to get healthy for Champions League. You know what I'm saying? For the later rounds, because I think we sealed up going into the Elite Eight after uh, today. Yeah. So as of now. Through 24 matches played, Real Madrid is first with 61 points. Girona has 56, so they got to make up a five-point deficit with 14 games left in the season, like you said. Hey, do they expect you guys to fumble that much? You guys so far have only lost one game in La Liga, so... To Atletico in Atletico's house. Those are the only two games we've lost all season was to Atletico in Atletico. (laughs) Like, that's it. Other than that, we the title won every game. Marata Magic. (laughs) Man, fuck him. (laughs) But, uh, Marcus, do you think the league is over? I mean, you guys, you and Jamar had that friendly gentleman's bet on La Liga. Do you think it's over as well? You you heard me. I apologize, bro. Oh man, so it is done, oh. bro. I I'll touch on that game real quick, bro. When I seen, <clears throat> cause everybody had us hype. I'm up here got two screens, Byron on this one, and them on the other. Man, when I seen that coach in the box, I said, "Oh shit!" So we already starting out bad. Oh, uh, Michelle, you saw how stressed he was. The <laughs> looking at niggas with tablets and not getting responses. It's different when Pep telling niggas because it looked like he got a secret cell phone to niggas that on the bench. Mikel did not have that. And he needed it badly. Ten minutes in, like I said, 20 got abused. They played the ball over the top all game long. Why you got this short-ass dude on somebody that looked like he can goddamn run a 4-3? I mean, you know, they both Brazilians, man. They probably thought, hey, Kuto could go against them. You know, he's a Brazilian international, too. All right, but hey. He he don't play because I don't see him with Brazil because that shit. He just started, man. He got two. He got two caps. He's twenty one. You know. Give and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this. I can tell that Savio checks have been cleared because that I I give it to Madrid. They did double team him and kind of box him up. Camavinga, whenever he would get the ball, he'll come over there and shut the shit down where he'll get a one on one. But that brother did not look to attack nobody. And like Jamal was kind of saying, like, I'm thinking they're going to play it into their striker, bounce it off, let let Savio, they ain't going to do like I seen in other games from them. No, no long ball flow. Keep trying to play through the middle. Keep losing the ball. Like, they couldn't even get to the final third to get the dang on chances. Like, to me, I don't even remember who Madrid had at center back. That's how relaxed they were, bro. It was It was – to Shemeni and uh, what's my man? It was a uh, fucking 
Why am I Carver Was Hall. it the Chelsea boy? Yeah, Carver Hall. Yeah, Carver Hall, Hall was playing left center back, yeah, and Tushimani was playing right center back because uh, Carlo Ancelotti, he's so cool. He said, hey, man, Tushimani, you care what side you play? And he said, nah, boss. So he said, all right. Yeah, and he asked Carver Hall. <laughs> Carver Hall said the left. Yeah, that's yeah. so easy. Yeah, and then Ferland was over there, and then we slide Lucas in for the backup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like oh, I said, oh, he and then we, and, and we, they didn't score. It was a four nil victory. Yeah, it was too. low out, no, no issue. Other match hey, three hey, nil. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I didn't even get to watch that. Jump. The other time y'all played him was three nil. So yeah, seven nil on aggregate against the guys that are fighting you for the league. No yeah. issue. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's a done deal. They're Did gonna they be, be lifting up, huh? Did you run to beat Barca? Yeah, we beat Barca. We got to play him again. Did Girona beat Barca? Uh, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, only lost to us. hot derby, man. <laughs> yeah, Jerome's only lost to us this season. Jerome, yeah, I think. They beat him yeah. 4-2 the last time they played. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, that shit was epic. It was the day before my birthday. I can't forget it. <laughs> stomp the ups. Yeah, man. But uh, Claytis, uh things didn't work out for you guys in the same fashion. Bayer Leverkusen against Bayern München, number one and number two in Germany. This was another clean sheet blowout, 3-0 this time for Leverkusen. Thomas Tuchel did one of the biggest sins I've ever seen a Bayern manager do, which was try to adapt to your ops. He tried to match uh Bayern's formation that three four two one to copy what Leverkusen does so that they could defend players man to man. That was disgusting. You're Bayern Munchen. Why are you building tactics to try to neutralize their opponent? And then it doesn't even work because you got my man Boy, who is a right wing back playing left left wing back on some lost inverted shit, because you're trying to neutralize Jeremy from prone. Shabby Alonso's smart. He said, I'm going to start Stanisic. I'm going to bring more defensive cover to start the game, then bring Frimpon off the bench to burn y'all. But, uh, Cletus, you've been correct about Thomas Tuchel for years. Uh, what did you see? Hey, hey, I'm sorry. Can I can I get that recording so I can uh, add it to, like, a voice note? Yeah, go ahead, man. You know, we'll clip it up for you, man. <laughs> But yeah, uh, what did you see about Thomas Tuchel's system? Uh, the lack of energy on the pitch uh, seemed like they the team didn't know that this was a big game for the league title. No effort, no energy. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna start off with the lineup, and I think the lineup will kind of speak to to the volume here because we're playing a back three with Bowie and Maserati, kind of the inverted fullbacks pushing up. But when you look at the the starting back three lineup, it's Kim, who's just played Asian Cup, who's tired as fuck. Dyer, who's shit. Upamakan, who's coming back from injury. Uh, Bowie is a brand new signing. Um, and from what I've seen from him, he's not buying material. So he's definitely going to, he's... Yeah, he was at Galatasaray for a reason, man. When you're a young nigga from France and you in you in Turkey, hey man, it's on purpose, man. You ain't a baller. Yeah, he he's a backup for a reason, and I hope that you know we see that fast enough to you know make sure he stays a backup. But um, 
word was that Kimmich has been healthy for the past two weeks, even though he had the, the shoulder injury. He said he's been healthy. He's been training to be fit for the game to start. And that was the idea that was proposed to him. So seeing Palovic and Goretzka start, that's not what we were expecting. But then when you look at the lineup, you had Musiala on the wing, Sané on the wing. And then um, in a sense, Goretzka was pretty much the the uh, the 10 behind Kane. But the issue is that is that Kane dropped back so much. It's like he was always missing from uh, from place so when we attack. You know, he's kind of like walking into the box or jogging in. And then just looking around the whole team, there was no energy. Um, to be quite honest, people are saying that Sané had a bad game, but Sané performed the best out of everybody. But in all honesty, Sané is kind of being worn out. Like, Sutra just uses the guy to just run, 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 create space and pass the Kane or try to assist and do whatever he could do. And he just relies on individual brilliance. And Sané is kind of getting worn out. Musiala doesn't have a clear game plan. We look like shit. Like the boy is not himself. He can't. Since Tuchas came, Musiala has declined dramatically. Um, Palovic and Goreska, I don't know what the fuck he was thinking with that midfield. But as soon as Muller came on in the second half, like we started to attack more. We saw more combination play with Maz, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mazrawi on the wing. Um, we're glad that Bowie came off the field because that nigga was shit. Upa um, Makano's injured. So again, I don't know what the fuck his beef is with Delight, but it's like we have a player that's a top center back who's very vocal, who's strong in the air. And yeah, you be trying to act like we don't have shit. And then you're trying to sign players like Marquinhos from PSG. I don't know what it is about Tuchel, bro, but he has no tactics. Bayern Munich cannot score a goal for shit. Two games in a row, we have not scored a goal. Two games in a row, Bayern Munich has not scored a goal. Have you ever heard of that before? Nah. He has no tactics, bro. It's 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 shit. It's shit. And then and then today he comes out and talks about how Matthias Tell has declined in performance. He has low confidence. The kid can't even get 15 minutes in the field. But before the start of the season, last season, he was bailing you out. Him and Musiala were the reason why we won the league, scoring goals. And then start of the season, the kid scored in almost every game he played in. And now he's not good enough to play. Now you're telling the, the world that he's low on confidence. The kid is 18 years old. Look at the players you just brought. You just brought in Harry Kane and Dyer. Those are the niggas you wanted to bring in, the, and the, the board brought those players in for you. Harry Kane scoring goals, yes, but to be quite honest, he's not he's not better than Lewandowski. He's not giving us anything better than Lewandowski was giving us. He's He looks like a Chupa Motsing out there for me. Just scores better goals, just looks a little bit cleaner. <laughs> that's all it is. It just looks like a cleaner Chupa Motsing, bro. Let's, let's keep it a buck. Nothing brilliant. But with Lewandowski, I'm seeing more footwork. I'm seeing better combination play. I'm like, we had the determination to score one goal and say, fuck that. We're putting up six on these things' head today. Now, I, I'm lucky to see two goals. We just scored four goals for the first time on the Tucho, like a couple of games back, I think. He has the worst winning percentage in Bayern in the past 10 years. Hey, that can't be true. Even worse than hey, man. Even worse than Nico Kovac. Nico was hey, man. It's worse can't... than Nico Kovac. What? It's worse than 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 when uh, Joe Pankis came back the second time around after Ancelotti. 
And he was only here for 48 games or even less than 40 something games. The nigga shit. Hey, I've been saying hey, it. Hey, bro, didn't he win a trophy with y'all last year? He he, he, he got lucky and won a trophy at Chelsea. Oh, that's no, 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 no. He won. A, <laughs> he said he an won, accident. <laughs> he won the league last year because Musiala came off the bench. Musiala came off the bench. He, do you listen to that? The last game of the season, Jamar Musiala is coming off the bench. After everything he done did, the, the season until you came, the season prior to that, and the kid's name that's ringing all across Europe. The kid's name is ringing in Europe. And on the last game for you to win the league, he's coming off the bench. You should have been sacked last year. And also, didn't didn't Dortmund fumble the league last year in the last game? Yeah, because they needed, scored they, the win. Bellingham didn't play, and they didn't know what to do without that teenager. Because they were the one, yeah, they that was crazy. Team, right? I watched that game to yeah, see they, you. They too. went up fast, and then yeah. yeah, yeah, that game was over quick. Yeah, so the pile on the two. Well, he only won the league because another team tricked it. Yep, bro. We, we, we don't that, that that league win, bro, is very very hush talk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, we don't even talk about it really, <laughs> except for Mbappe. It's, it's a hush win, bro, and it, and now like I feel like right now when you look at it, there's a lot of pressure on Tuchel, but the board is trying to like you know trying to like mediate the fire as much as possible because you know this is FC Hollywood, but at the same time like we don't like the the outside drama where we're not able to control it. You know, so I think right now they're trying to keep the fire down where like, all right, nigga, you, you, you keep this shit up until the end of the season. Just don't fuck up too much. You better put Julian in the box, bro. I mean, like nah, it's not Julian. Niggas want Hanzi. The real question, the real board want Hanzi back because Hanzi gave us everything. The issue was really with more so with Brazo and um and uh Oliver Khan, but more so Brazo. So that's why he left. But besides that, like Rummenigger, everybody kind of wanted him to stay. So Rummen, what? Um, bro, I thought y'all should have kept Julian for real, for real. Like I, I mean, don't even know why the he wanted to go see a bitch. Nah, man, he's he's a man. He's they didn't need him. He's a he's a tinker too. He's Thomas Tuchel with a better haircut. That's all. That a, whoa, for real? He's trying to invent yeah. formations, Jamar. Tell him the truth, Cletus. That's true, but but look what he had to work with. Yeah, I mean, we didn't get a striker. He wanted a striker, but we didn't get one. Nigga said we could have moved with Chupo, and then cool. But look how far we got, bro. We were in three competition, and to be quite honest with with Julian, bro, I feel like we had a chance to beat Man City. I really felt like that. Like we were we were playing way better football as the season progressed, and then here comes this this ball headed divorcee living in a hotel. Wearing a tracksuit bum coming to town saying, Yeah, I, I know what it takes to, to take this team further. You're a bum. You're a bum. That's what your wife left you. You're living in a hotel. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Damn, you went personal. Hey, man. <laughs> I'm hitting that gas real hard right now. Didn't Nigelsman get fired because a young lady allegedly went got very yeah, personal? He's outside. Place. He's outside. He's a hot right. Man. Jamar. He's outside. He's outside. He's he's taking the showing out, showing a good time. You know, he's, this guy over here is, is in the hotel room crying. Oh, stressing, losing hair. Hey man, I thought he got his confidence back after he went to go hang out with those monks. Hey man, he's living down the street from 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 the training ground still. 
Hey, man, it be like that sometimes, bro. It's okay. I mean, do you want a permanent location in Bavaria when you know you, you your job is on the line? Hey. Get get a hench. <laughs> so, Cletus, is the league over? Did, did Never Cruising become league champions now? I'm hoping yes. And this is something I was saying as well. I kind of did want somebody to also win the league just to kind of force us to, like, you know, do what we do best and just – reorganize shake everything up um i definitely feel like we need better quality players players with more um character more leadership characteristics and i feel like we do have that especially with delight but you know we need that within midfield and just that me as some mentality that hunger to want to be dominant to want to be imposing at all time like we've been in the past you know 10 10 uh, you know maybe almost 15 years in a sense but yeah And I will say, you know, I think this will be a good look for the league. Um, you know, Bayern Munich hasn't won it. You know, Leverkusen being the first time winning it. Um, them getting the revenue, the the profile, the players that may potentially get sold or the money that they're going to bring in. But I think all around this, this season for the Bundesliga has been a very great season. I think last season as well, but these past two seasons, this one has definitely topped it. For sure, for sure. Now, Marcus... Hey, that must have impressed you, your future Liverpool manager, having that performance, man. Oh, uh, the and match. it looks like he can handle low budgets. Hey, you gotta relax. Um, <laughs> gotta, but um, that match, it was ugly for Byron, bro. I was waiting for Clay to tell y'all. I told, I text him maybe like thirty minutes before the game when I seen Eric Dyer starting. <laughs> The man replied, "We're not winning," and I and I started to laugh because I was like, "Yeah, these are facts." When Eric Dyer is starting in a clutch game, you think that Spurs mentality not gonna pop out? Come on, man! You think Harry Kane not gonna go quiet in a big game? <laughs> Come on, man! Hey, and now man. you talking about benching Matthias? Hey, man, Harry Kane, I still got love for you. Thomas Tuchel got you playing striker slash DM. Hey, I don't know what's going on. That brother be in the back of the midfield posting up niggas. I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? What is, what is this tactic? But yeah, hey, I hear you. But uh, you brought up Tottenham, Marcus. Hey, according to center goals on Twitter, hey, Sun Hung Ming, he got, he got his finger dislocated. After, oh. after South Korea got upset in the Asian Cup, supposedly the young homies on the team ran up on him and they put the, <laughs> and they put that pause on him and they and they said, "My man, Lee Kangin, he was among the young niggas that had to put that pressure on Sun." Man, they said it was words exchanged, furniture was moved, and Sun pulled up with a dislocated finger. Man, my man. <laughs> Did he try to do some uh, 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 like some some kung fu or something? I don't know. I feel like he tried to throw a jab, and the brother just held his finger and snapped it back. Get your mess <laughs> out of here. IP man type of shit, man. But to answer your, to circle back to answer your question, um, I, I from the news, I might need Byron to wake up and win the league. Oh, Leverkusen hey, is trying to say <laughs> they trying to they want money now. Of course. <laughs> Yeah, at first it was y'all. Yeah, you could just leave for Madrid and, <laughs> and 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 Liverpool, but now 
we need bread. Yeah, he said, hey, man, we didn't put that in the paperwork. That's just what your agent. Yeah, yeah bro. He going, he going build up uh buyer for the next couple of years, and then when Carlo rocks, whoa, he's gonna come home. You know? <laughs> this guy, no, no, he's no. got he a lot got of project. He has a first project to do. He gonna come to his England home. Mm. You know, carry carry that baton, and then Carlo can leave, and then we'll figure it out from there. We might take Hunzi or shit. Yerga might and, cycle the block. I'm gonna drop a a clip in the uh in the <laughs> soccer chat of how Chavi was running during La Decima, okay, oh, after Sergio Ramos go. Oh, whoa, running. He was in the stands. He jumped down and was running all the way to the other end of the pinch to celebrate. Okay? He loves the White House. That's all I'm going to say. You know, hey, man. He had to be excited, man. That's the Champions League, man. That's number 10. That was big for the club. You know, there was a lot of pressure on these boys to win it for a long time. That's why they hired uh, Jose Mourinho originally to win La Decima. They didn't work out with him. Brought in yeah, Carmo. We got the giant. Now I'm just fucking with Marcus. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanna <laughs> nah, because I need Choppy to replace Carlo because I don't want these question marks at coach once he's gone. <laughs> yeah, nah. That was the second Champions League, wasn't it? Because Liverpool joined the first, and then the Desma was. Yeah, this is second Champions League. Yep, 2014. So yeah, the second one was 2022. So on his first Champions yeah. League with Liverpool, Jamar. Oh, his first. Oh, Carlo. Or nah, Tabby Alonso. Oh, word. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Never. His original home, man. <laughs> oh, his real original home is Real Sociedad, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Spain, hey, right? Hey, yeah, hey, he upgraded. That is his region. Upgraded. <laughs> yeah, he did upgrade, though. Oh, <laughs> he said he did upgrade. Well, he left his village to upgrade. Hey, man. Yeah, you, that's what you got to do. Cristiano. Uh, Vinny, Neymar, they all leave. Okay. Well, some niggas don't have to leave their home, right, Marcus? I mean, ask Trent, man. He didn't have to leave his village. Shit. I'm a Liverpool. I'm a Liverpool old school. I'm gonna be honest with you. If we do get him, if we do get shot, I don't know if he gonna want Trent oh. unless he gonna make him. So I would say this: it. I would think Trent' best situation to become a midfielder would be for him to become the coach because the way. How rents was working? That shit was nasty. I'll pay a hundred mil for that brother before goddamn city. Like, what? Hey, yeah, bro. Hundred million. Hey, man. That's what the that's what the rumor is. They somebody it's it's like one oh five. So so you gonna move Trent to the midfield if you do that? No. Yeah, I'm moving. I mean, Trent going to the midfield next season, regardless, oh, bro. What? I think any coach is going to do that. You, you, no. you, you only got a coach yet. <laughs> they don't want that liability like that, bro. They're not playing a right star football no more. No more, no more, you know, cranking. No, no bro. No, bro. It's going to be I, shit. I ain't going to lie. If, I think uh, it depends on the coach. We might go three in the back. When you, I, I don't know, man, because I don't think Shabby uh, Alonso is going to play with this back three at Liverpool. I think he just realized to maximize this team. We need the depth and the width that the fullbacks can provide. And that's been their creative fulcrums. I mean, Alex Grimaldo, my man, has eight goals and nine assists at left wing back. And then at right wing back, they got Jeremy Frimpong, Ghana. 
He has six goals and six assists. So I was about to say, yeah, front I feel home. like Roberts, Robertson and Trent would be perfect for the system. Could do yeah. the same thing, but in a back four with those guys. Yeah, I was about to say, Frippone, I think, is the closest comparison in that league to Trent. Because like how you say, he Reggies go buck wild sometimes. And that's, to me, kind of. But I think, like, you need somebody to wrangle Trent in, bro. This dude a little too casual. That's why he had to get his ass subbed off at the uh, halftime. Talking about he got the flu like Jordan. <laughs> oh man well all right man the champions league is back the Iranian champions got a, the job done against fc copenhagen one three manchester city anthony how did you feel about that performance it was a walkthrough like we all predicted yeah i'm gonna keep it short man uh Walk through. We we bossed up. Kevin De Bruyne is back. Beautiful goal, bottom left corner. Bernardo as well after uh, Copenhagen tied it from a Ederson fluke. But I have one thing I want to say, as the lead investigator that ran uh, Karim Benzema out of Real Madrid due to the uh, tape case and what was under his hand, I will be stepping back from my position and won't be uh, starting another case. Because Phil Foden now has tape and he is he's taking his game to another level, and I, it will be a conflict of interest. So just wow, beware. Wow. Phil, Phil Foden's wearing tape, so y'all just y'all y'all figure it out. That's it. So so you're withdrawing from the case? Yeah, I can't can't I can't handle it. Uh, it uh, it's conflict Whoa. of interest. Yep. So case is closed. Yep. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thanks for yeah. Your it was 116 charges. Now it's 115 again. It's all right. Hey, man. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm feeling that. Uh, Jamar, back to you guys. 1-0. Wasn't the most convincing victory, but you got the win regardless, and that's all that matters to advance to the second leg. Uh, Brahim Diaz played the number 10 role instead of Jude Bellingham, who's dealing with that sprained ankle. He'll be out for a couple weeks. How did you feel about the performance? Against um, Leipzig, I mean, it wasn't a good team performance, to be honest with you. Like, I don't know. It was just it seemed like Leipzig. I'll be fucking even German names up, but it seemed like you know they was getting, they was cutting through our defense, especially along the sides easily, and then they was also getting some stuff through the middle. Um, I like that. We was able to recover, and even when we weren't, Lunin played the best game I ever seen him play in a Real Madrid shirt. Especially, this is like probably the biggest game he's ever had, and he played well. I think he had like eight saves or something like that. Um, and we need all we need most of it for real, for real. Um, but yeah, Brian had to sometimes when things ain't going right. Sometimes you just need somebody to be spectacular for a moment, and that's what Brian did. That's gonna be my champagne. Goal of the week right there, the Bram joint, because he got fouled, hit the spin, then hit nigga with the okie doke, and then curled it in the top left corner, and then hit the Jew Bellingham celebration. It was ugly, but, you know, he, he still tried to pay, you know, show respect. I don't think he should have hit it. That's why he got hurt, man. Yeah, yeah. He should have just did his joint, you know, the you know the shrug shoulder joint. That was, yeah. That's his joint. Um, but. Yeah, yeah, but nah, I mean, but that's that's what I like about my team, man. They can win ugly or win even when we're not playing our best. That's what you need in certain instances. You need to be able to win when things aren't going your way. And that's what we was able to do. We went from playing a beautiful game against Jerome 
to three to four days later playing an ugly game against uh, Leipzig, but we still got the W. But like you said, that's all that matters. And we're going back to the White House with the W. And I'm pretty sure we're going to play a whole lot better there than we did here. So, you know what I'm saying? All in all, ugly performance, but a solid win. And you'll see us in the round eight. I have a question because it's something I've realized um, because, you know, I've been in Spain a lot more because my team is trash in England. Um, (laughs) But like recently, I've noticed a track where like Madrid will have a very outstanding performance. And in the following game, like they'll be kind of flat or they won't be as creative. That's years in the making. We've we've been doing that since I've been watching them. We'll run a string of beautiful games and all of a sudden we'll throw up a stinker here and there. Usually it happens towards the beginning of the season season oh, rather no. than the end of like usually the second half we, we typically button up because we know it's the second half see like it's funny Tuch Manny said he tweeted he said Real Madrid season doesn't start until February <laughs> so it's like usually during the second half of the season we usually play well and usually the first half of the season we'll throw them ugly performances in but you know I, I, I'm credited to just the inconsistencies in the lineup for real for real just having to plug and play all the goddamn time but hey it is what it is, man. Now, I do feel you on that because there is a lot of injuries on the squad. But I don't know. It's just certain games I feel like certain players are, like, very dynamic. And in certain game is like, they're a lot more hesitant and not as explosive. But I can feel like it does come down to maybe fatigue or, you know, changing lineup or, you know, just, you know. And just- also, like, niggas not, you know, we playing RB – the Leipzig in the first yeah, joint, player. like you know what I'm saying, they're not up for that. Whereas against Girona, you know, it's getting amped up. Season on the line, what's going on? Amped up. Barcelona, amped up. Even Atletico, even when we lost in those games, we was amped up. It was just a good game. But you know, some games we just like uh, go through the motions and just you know be lackadaisical, and it happens. But hopefully, when we do play like that, it's we pull the pull out the W, which we was able to do. Hey, man, I hear you. And uh, I think, like you said, this is the Champions League. You got to grind out results. No away goals. So just win, get the draw, whatever you got to do to advance. So uh, let's talk about another team. You know, now that it's the round of 16, it's slower in terms of how the games are being broken down. So you have four teams playing, or excuse me, Half of the tournament left. Eight teams are playing this week, and then the other eight teams are playing next week. So the other matches uh, for tomorrow will be PSG hosting Xabi Alonso's real home, Real Sociedad, <laughs> and then Lazio hosts Bayern München in the fascist derby. Are you excited for that? Cletus, you guys should get Lazio out of here with no effort. Yeah, it was Bayern Munich of, you know, maybe three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago, maybe. But this current team, I don't know, man. Um, there's a lot on the line. We Lazio normally... is eight in Serie A, by the way. They're eighth, man. You can't have an issue with them. You say that. But, you know, we're playing an Italian team that's going to be, you know, hard to defend. And like I said, we don't really score a lot of goals. We're not creative. But, you know, I'll be interested to see the lineup. I think that's going to be Tuchel's biggest like uh factor his lineup is going to decide where he stands with the players and what we're going to be able to achieve on game day (laughs) oh man all right all right 
Hey man, I'm I'm, I'm being honest, man, because you know Bayern Munich round of sixteen, man, we go through those. Yeah, it is easy. It's a walkthrough. Round of eight, we go through those. We don't really have difficulty until the the semifinals, to be quite honest. For the last decade, there's two teams you could have expected to see in the Champions League semifinal, and that was Real Madrid and Bayern Munich. So, yeah, we need a run, Bayern. It'll be interesting, but hey. Let's Let's get into some domestic play. You guys don't mind, uh... Manchester United, the the role keeps going, man. They beat Ashton Villa 2-1. Scott McTominay with the game-winning goal in the 86th minute. Rasmus Hoyland, he was a joke for the first half of the season. Now he scored, what, five goals in his last five games? He from a must be nice to see your striker in form. But uh, how did you feel about the match overall? I mean, biggest game of the season, which is saying something, right? Just shows you how how oh standards away biggest game of the season. At this point, you see, you we've been documenting how bad Manchester United (laughs) are looking this year. We know this was the biggest game of the season, especially away, seeing as our away form was horrible in the last couple seasons. Even last year, when we got third, we weren't really winning away like that, so we had to rely on winning at home. Um, This year at home has been horrible. But, yeah, it was a much-needed win. Didn't play the best football, but, you know, uh, stuck it out. Got, you know, had to hit the cross, something we haven't really been doing all season. Uh, that's why I wouldn't sit there and say uh, Hoyland has been a joke for the first half of the season. I just think his his uh, the distribution from the wingers has been pretty selfish. They haven't – meaning they haven't done anything, really. So, uh, I think now that you see he's getting service into the box or service right outside of the box – he's making it happen. So, and his passing is pretty decent as well. Um, but anyway, like I said, man, we got uh, three games coming up, which on paper we should win. But one of them is at Luton. They've been playing a little bit better. That can be a trap game. You know how those those matches go. Uh, home against uh, Fulham and then away against Nottingham Forest. So those three games, you, you know, you think, you know, on paper we should win those and, and be have nine points uh, after those. But we still got to take it one game at a time. Yeah, I like what I'm seeing so far. Uh, we still got to shore up some stuff. But, uh, yeah, man, here we go. Uh, Dan Ashworth Loden. Uh, looks like we might have him as our next uh, director of football. You, got a, you hired a lord? <laughs> Dan Ashworth? Is he a lord? I, I, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll see, man. I, I like the direction. It looks like Enios is going. Uh, I wish they was buying the whole team, but you got to take what we can. Yep. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes at the end of the season, though. Hey, man, that's all you got to do, brother. Once they're in the system, you know they're the first people to buy it up when the Glazers are finally ready to bounce. So at least you got people in the ownership now that actually care and know what's going on on the everyday yeah. basis because they live in England, they love the club, they love the game, and they're connected to bringing back this club to – what they used to be, which was one of the top three, five clubs in the world every year. So I like that you mentioned uh, Hoyland, how, hey, man, he wasn't really a joke. It was just a lack of service. And one of the players that you can bring up for that lack of service is Marcus Rashford. Marcus Rashford, yeah. He's a guy that was, you know, the prodigy wonder kid from – the academy is it Carrington, right? 
Yeah, yeah, Carrington. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he made his debut at 17, had five goals and two assists in 11 mm -hmm. matches. Now this, now he's 25, and in 23 matches played, he has five goals and two assists. So what do you think is the cause of the regression, uh, Ephraim? Because Claytis has been watching this young man all season, and I was, I was avoiding it. I was like, hey, man, is this some propaganda? Cletus is selling just because he likes laughing at United, but then I was like, oh, man, this nigga's been stinking it up. What is this? Yeah, I mean, like, there's different rumors and theories about why he's playing the way he is. I know y'all done joked about his girl or something or in the chat, and, you know, him hanging out a lot, of course, is another big deal. Uh, there's a there's a theory, not, not a wide one, but a theory about, like, he's secretly signed for, like, PSG or something, and he's kind of checked out for the rest of the season. Who knows, man? Like, it's hard to say what's what you know a footballer's form and 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 what motivates them and, and what you know how they drop off. Uh I think he's trying to do too much. I think if he played uh, you know, started crossing the ball in more, maybe started passing a little more early, he it would benefit him a lot more. Um, I think he's trying to take on too much. I think he's trying to uh, you know, obviously him him missing missing a couple uh um trainers this season. Uh, haven't gone down well or not necessarily trainers, but hanging out has been public, uh, hasn't helped him at all. Um, I think a slow start to the season is kind of what uh, also kind of kept him down too. So, I mean, who knows what it is at the end of the day? Um, you know, in my opinion, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a bench for a few matches, seeing some maybe Diallo come in on the right and Garnacho on the left. Um you know, maybe change it up that way. Uh, let him come off the bench. Let him let him be a super sub if that's what he can do. He's he's done that before. Um, but I don't know, man. I mean, he either needs to step it up, or you know, you know me, I'm more loyal to the team than the players. So it's like, hey, you can go, bro, if, if you ain't here. You know, if you're ready to check out, let's then then let somebody else step up, and uh, let's keep winning these matches. But. Yeah, I don't know, Clay, what you think, man? Because uh, this has been your boy uh, and your 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 uh, attention all season so far. Hey, man, I I'll be quite honest. After Jose left, and then what's his name came in? Um, Ole came in. Marcus hasn't really been Marcus. He had a good season after the World Cup, you know, scoring goals when everybody else was tired. Um, but since then, man, the, the guy doesn't. I don't know. He's not he's not dynamic enough. He's not people were saying he's in a Mbappe class. He's he's one of the best. Nah, bro. He's 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 a C. He's a C player nowadays to me. You know, I feel like he's tried to play as a striker up top, try to play as a winger, but maybe he needs to um I don't know, maybe you just need to change his positioning around because being on the wing so much and trying to create for himself and overthinking his dribbling. It's just too much for him right now. He might just need to just, you know, play next to Hoyland or behind Hoyland where they're just playing one-twos off each other and maybe getting quick little tap-ins and building his confidence. But, yeah, yeah maybe the kid is, I don't know, he's just not, he's not, he's not what everybody expected him to be. He's been declining. And maybe getting out of United may also be a good thing for him. Because for yeah. a lot of kids, like, that's, that's been working out. I'm sorry to cut you off. I, I was going to say, I, I do agree with some of that. Maybe a, a move away might be a good one for him. I don't know necessarily about him playing up the middle or through the middle. We tried that before. He, he's 
nah, he ain't he ain't that good up the middle, bro. Like that's not his thing. And playing as like a number ten or or a second striker, I just don't see that working out for I me. Mean, unless we switch to a four four two or three in the back with two in the front or something like that. Um, I don't know. Maybe that could work, but I, I just don't see him playing up the middle, man. Like we've tried that experiment. It it really don't work with him. Uh, I think he's a little too soft to try to play up the middle. Um, nothing against his abilities, but just he's not strong enough. Look at what Hoyland already is doing up the middle, holding the ball up, coming deep, deep to kid, uh, passing, uh, uh, switching up play, all that kind of stuff. Mar Marcus Rafford can't do that. Sorry, he can't. That's not his game. He, he, and he's not going to, at 25, it's already far, you know, too far in his career for him to try to like implement that in his game. I don't well, think that's going to happen. Himself, hey, man, I'm seeing Brees nah, up. I don't think Brees so. Not a like midfielder that. now. Not like that. <laughs> hey. Nah, he ain't, he ain't holding up play. He's not he's, he's not he linking up passes that. in the middle. I'm sorry to cut you off. I just want a quick question. Uh, do you think hey man, Wayne Rooney's he don't have a job. Why can't he be why can't he be Marcus Rashford's personal striker or forward coach, man? Teach him versatility. <laughs> That's because Wayne Rooney learned it younger, though. He was doing that stuff younger, though, in his career. And so he already had yeah, that. I did give him that number eight fast. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was already, he, he, Wayne Rooney was underrated as like a, a passer and a, he could have easily been like a number 10 or a number eight. Yeah. He, uh, if he really wanted to. Right. You're right. That's why I always, exactly. called him, I always called him, or when I first saw uh, Thomas Muller, I called him the German Wayne Rooney. Mm, and right. I feel like, uh, Griezmann is in that family now. How he continues to mm. reinvent his style, do whatever mm -hmm. it takes to help his team win. I feel yeah. like people like Griezmann, Rooney, Thomas Muller, they're a special class of legendary players. Yeah. And hey, I mean, I think look, as much as those guys have egos as well, and we know Wayne Rooney had one. Um, I think Marcus Bradford, his ego won't would not let him do that kind of stuff. He he's not a really good passer necessarily, so I can't see him really being somebody that distributes the ball from the midfield or, you know, from a, you know, a little deeper as a striker. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what to say about him. It, it is kind of disheartening. Um, it's a shame uh, at the same time as well that he's kind of falling off like this, but I don't know, man. As long as we keep winning, I'm not worried about it. So let's just keep winning. For sure. And hey, I got one comment on Rashford. When I look at that boy play, he do the same move. He been doing the same move for about four years now. Like, kind of like how y'all said, people can reinvent themselves. Mo Salah, what is that? The year he scored 50-some goals, he came back with a new move next year. This dude don't grow his game. And I think that go to what he was saying, too, is like, how you didn't learn how to pass? Like, you play in England. You don't score the goals. Like, it's certain shit that you just feel like he fit. I think in his head, he probably feel like he too good. He don't need to do that. But you, like kind of how Clay said, too, you're not on Mbappe level. you kind of a washed version of Coleman. So, hey, I'm sorry to shit on him, but, hey, that boy don't be looking good. And for him to get that award, I was kind of proud of him, but you, you kind of ruined that shit. Finding you in Belfast, doing all this shit with Sancho, and now you want out, kind of? Like, it's kind of weird. But United doing their thing, man. I, I put bread on them, and they actually delivered. At Madrid, Atletico Madrid didn't. Hey, man. Whoa, I just got some crazy breaking news. Hold on. All right. All right. Hold on. My mind is injured. Oh, Lord. Yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> Marcus, I'm going to stay with you, man. Liverpool 1-3-1.
against Burnley, no Mohamed Salah, no Allison, you know, no Konate, dealing with a lot of injuries. But hey, no problem. Goals from Nunes, Jota, and Luis Diaz, man. This front three looks to find that chemistry at the right time. So how did you feel about that result? Man, Jota the key, man. Jota, that boy Jota the key. Honestly, I feel like the confidence came back because of that connection with him and Jota. Nunez confidence coming back. Hey, I'm sorry to you to be using metaphors, not soccer, but he hey Dan, he the Ozuna of Liverpool right now, bro. He he coaching them up when they ain't got no confidence, bro. But um I think we showed our flexibility, bro. Curtis Jones played fucking right back for the whole second half. We not hey look, we looked bad in the first half. Burnley was out here. Looking nice on the wings. I forgot who that brother was, but he Trent really was had that flu and he didn't want to run with that boy. It was looking like when he went against Doku. Um, then like you say, the midfield. Yo, I did not like that midfield at all. Endo and McAllister. Hey, and man, those brothers were trying to get red cards, man. Hey, Endo, he had to cover a lot of space, man. He needed a break, like Clay said about uh the boy at Barn. They needed a break. He's played too many games. How you gonna play that boy right after? But I knew I understood we we yeah, had no availability. Yeah. So yeah, but um, I mean we looked this solid in the second half. The first, like I said, the first half, shit. Um, company got his tactics right, but in the second half we looked at Jurgen custom out. We got our shit together. We swapped the formation. McAllister kind of played his regular role. He got on the ball more and was more creative. Endo just did his job. And we got up out of there. Continue this run, man. Sorry for City to lose three players a day. But, mm. hey, focus on the Champions League. <laughs> yeah, paying attention to what the ops are doing. I like it, man. Cletus, I'm not going to bother you with Chelsea talk because y'all niggas still in 10th place. But, uh, you know, congrats. Hey, man. Hey, 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 man. Small progress. Small, small, you know. I'll what take you small progress. You're still in 10th place. You started the year in 10th place. You know, I seen a meme the other day. Chelsea went 10th place. Chelsea lose 10th place. Chelsea draw 10th place. Yeah. But, you know, at least some days I feel like I'm seeing a a system, a pattern of play. But it's just a level of consistency in our players, like, maturing and, like, you know, developing a little bit quicker. And also in the summer, getting more experienced players and less shit players as well. Um, so hopefully we, we could land and maybe in six by the end of the season. But I, I doubt that. <laughs> Even if you get conference football, I'll take that to be quite honest. Oh man, I dig it. I dig it. I hear you. Now, hey, I'll do the same thing with Arsenal. Congratulations. They won 6 0 against West Ham. Very nice result. Shout out to Declan Rice scoring a banger, but he had he can't celebrate it. I know he wanted to because that goal was crazy. But hey, shout out to Bukayo Saka. I believe now he has 100 goal contributions in his career, 51 goals, 49 assists. That's real cool. Keep pushing. Don't burn out young like Rashford, I hope so. It was a nice overall result. Um, uh, Havertz at the false nine. Or no, he was in midfield this time. It was Troussard at the nine. That brother was crazy. He's definitely the best finisher on our team. Martinelli and Saka were able to run rampant. It was a great overall result, man. Shout out to the team. 
They continue to play hard. We got a favorable matchup in the Champions League. Hey, let's keep going. Try to get that revenue because we ain't winning no trophies this year. So, hey, try to get in the top three. Try to get in the quarterfinal of the Champions League. And, hey, call it a season. Shout out to Arsenal. Very underwhelming. I'm like you, Cletus. I'm kind of sad AFCON is finished because now I got to pay attention to European soccer again. That's all I got. But, hey, we digress. Hey, can I tell you something, though? Go ahead, man. I think Rashford only has, like, 70-something goals, maybe 80-something goals for United. I I, I don't think Saka's going to burn out. I, th- I think Saka's going to catch up soon. I mean, 80, that's a lot, though, man. Uh, so, that, I just that said Saka just passed the 50 benchmark, you know. Hey, How, how old is he? 22. Okay. You, <laughs> hey, man. Shout out to everyone saying uh, that Saka's mom told him to get that dye out of his hair and made him go to church, and he got his mind right. Now he's playing well again. Yeah, man. I don't need none of that swag stuff from you, Bukayo Saka, but I forgot you're Nigerian, so you can't help yourself sometimes. And we here, Cletus. <laughs> it's time to cook Nigeria, man. Woo! <laughs> hey, man, they really thought they had it, man. They were bothering me. I can't find it. Beachy, where are you? I don't easy. Where are you? I don't see these guys no more. Hey, man. They were swapping their flags out on the IG hey, pass. Hey, okay, man. to the American flags. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Nigerian flag to the American flag. I see. Hey, yeah, I see. My homies in the UK. I hey, where are you guys? Kalichi, I can't find you. Hey, what? man. There's a lot of boys I'm looking for, but hey, that AFCON result was perfect. Shout out to Cote d'Ivoire, man. Hey, you know Ghana. That's our neighbor too, man. You know, hey, Cletus, he knows he's our neighbor too, man. Hey, man, they, they didn't save niggas, man. They saved the continent. They saved us. But this is one thing that I have to highlight because I'm sure you guys have seen the social media pressure that the Nigerians are taking. And these guys were assaulting us, man. Especially, you know, Ghana, we the number one rival, so... Yeah, Ghana was terrible in AFCON. Out of the 24 teams, we finished 18. But, hey, we all lost, suckers. <laughs> hey, man, y'all didn't win no Grammy. Y'all didn't win no AFCON. Hey, man, it's going to be a while for Nigeria recovers from this, man. But now we – how else can we take their embarrassment to the next level? Do we make need to make Wale's album flop? Wow, that's next. Do we have to? Does Giannis have to get upset in the first round again? And the Nazis? How else can we embarrass the Nigerians? Any suggestions, guys? Oh no, man, we might need to run turn it up. Might need to run some memes out. You're a sick, fella. See the Vito body popping. He was sick. Hey, I got some history talked to me today. So, um, (laughs) y'all. So they picked. The only other English speaking area to beef with that does that, that is this true? Who yeah. Ghana and Nigeria? Yeah, yeah. Everybody well, around us speaks French. All the but history y'all... is, you know, in West Africa, and you could argue all of Africa, mostly sub-Saharan Africa. You can say culturally we're the most, I guess, forward moving. Nigeria has the biggest population. If I had to compare it in a certain aspect, I would say Nigeria and Africa is kind of like the United States. They have all the infrastructure, the big, massive population. They have the entertainment industry. 
technology, while Ghana is more like Jamaica, if you will. We're a small country, but we're very influential with our music. We hey, we taught them how to do Afrobeat. Don't hey, fella Kuti, rest in peace. I'll say he's the greatest African musician of all time. I don't hate on people just because they're Nigerian. But hey, you can go back and look at Fela Kuti. He said when he grew up, he used to play high life music. That's a Ghanaian genre of music. And that inspired him to play Afrobeat. So that's what Ghana is. We kind of, and then even with the Black Stars, we were the best African soccer team. We played the style of slick soccer that everyone tried to emulate. A, you know, allegedly, I wasn't I'm back still? there. Yeah, I wasn't back there in the 60s, 70s, and 80s when Ghana was at its peak. And you know, we were the we were the continents team in uh during the 2010 World Cup. Everybody was rooting for us. So yeah, Ghana and Nigeria, we rivals. And that is funny. You bring up that yeah, we the two English speaking countries. But we do have a rivalry with Ivory Coast as well. We've lost uh two AFCON finals to them, one in 2015, one in uh, 92. Uh, you know, we have a beef with the U.S., another English-speaking country. But, yeah, I mean, we would have beef with Togo, but they're not good enough, you know. That fine last shit y'all did to us in the World Cup. Huh? Uh, here the niggas go, man. I'm going to send you some clips. Did I lie? I didn't lie. That's why you support Germany. You know your I'm country saying, states. I'm going to send you some clips, man. I'm going to send you some clips. Hey, man, don't worry about it, man. But, ha-ha, the Nigerians. Uh, <laughs> Eat your goosey with that, suckers. <laughs> It's a calm summer for you boys. With your basic jalop. No flavor. Not enough tomato. Huff, oh, puff, 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 Anyways, puff. I'm going to get y'all upset before we disappear. You thought? I didn't forget this topic. Jamar, I don't think this hit your algorithm. Cletus' big brother, Eden Hazard, he said when it comes to being a pure footballer, he clears oh, yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo. And you know, Jamar, this is a conversation that we hear in basketball talk as a member of ring culture, as a basketball lover, even Ephraim, Marcus, I know y'all love basketball. Y'all have heard these claims before too. Oh, he's a real baller. He's a real hooper. There's a difference between a basketball player and a hooper. Now it seems like that logic is seeping into soccer where they're trying to say, oh yeah, yeah, Cristiano, he scores a lot of goals. He dominates with his physicality, but he's not a pure footballer. What do you feel hold about Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah. He's not a pure, pure footballer? Yeah. I could have sworn that he started. Score, man. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not a man, you fan. So somebody correct me if I'm mistaken. Didn't Cristiano Ronaldo start in the midfield? Nah, he, nah, he didn't. Like it when people lie nah, like that, he was a winger, a winger his whole life. A winger is a forward. I don't. And he was a striker. Talking about yeah. the 1960s formation. So he didn't. So he didn't play forward. midfield. At he didn't play midfield in. He was MAU. a forward his whole life. No, he did not. Always a forward okay. or striker. Okay. 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 Well, just to answer, I've seen clips of him go from in the end in a red jersey. I've seen him do that in a white jersey. And to say he's not a complete footballer, my question would be, what can't he do? Not complete. If he's not a pure. a pure footballer. He's basically, okay. look at him like Shaq. Real quick, hey, real quick. Hey, real course, quick. But there's no aesthetic. So what's the difference? So what's, there's no aesthetics. What, what about all the, what about all the, 
all the like I don't do you not remember the highlights before he had that injury in like 2015 at Real Madrid? You know all the moves that he used to do on the wing, hey, Jamar. All the cuts he used to do, like back and forth, forward and back, like just his physicality. Nah, he was he hey. was elegant with the football as well. He was beautiful with the football as well, especially in space in his younger years for man. You, bro, what? Hey, real quick, Dan. And, and Jamar, can we can we I guess for for argument's sake, can we define what that might look like for us? Yeah, yeah that's what I was saying, Jamar. Right, a I hear what you're footballer, saying. A pure yeah, footballer, uh, Lionel Messi, Zidane, Ronaldinho, the so-called artists of the game. Cristiano Ronaldo is an artist as well. What what he has done throughout his years is art. I look at him like he's Will Chamberlain, man. Like he's yeah, but see, it's Marcus. You said his first touch was always trash, right? Because he was trying to dribble against Alalau, was losing the rock. Yeah, last week, that last week. No, no, you see the clip from last week. You talking about now at forty five? Yeah, we were just talking. I was what they do. What they do when their uncle is cooked? He's thirty nine. You don't put. You don't have to put that extra age on him, man. We he's in Dubai already, man. Bruh, what? So in this prime. Let's just talk about it, bruh. What what didn't he do that was beautiful and elegant, especially on the wing? Like, what wasn't about when he when he would go back and forth, when he would like yank and like I don't know terminology, when he would dribble past the dude in the in the um in the open field, dribble past two dudes in the open field. Like I don't understand what what, what was not beautiful about his game. Like his his bicycle kick. In Champions League, he was one of the most beautiful bicycle kicks in football history, and I ain't even seen all of them. Just how he positioned himself, how he was. And it wasn't like Cristiano Ronaldo was a natural freak athlete. Cristiano Ronaldo worked himself into a freak athlete. He just worked harder than everybody else. It wasn't as if, like, Wilt was just bigger. Wilt could wake up and be bigger, stronger, faster than everybody in his time. It wasn't like that for Cristiano. He literally had to work his ass off. You know what I'm saying? And on top of that, just, I don't even want to talk about the goal scoring. I'm just talking about his open field play, his passes, his he did he did no look passes, back hill goal scoring, like back hill passes, like what? Uh, I don't agree. Clearly, that's that's all I'm saying. I can't see I how he's not a pure footballer it's at just all. His game, you know, that's all. It's just because of how he plays, you know, because when they see. When you look at uh, Cristiano's best attributes, you'll say, oh, he's an all-time great header of the ball. You know, he's great at taking penalties. He's good at scoring with his weak foot compared to other strikers. That's the difference. That's all it is, is that even though Cristiano played on the wing, he's a striker. They look at him as a number nine. He's not a number 10. So when it comes to that, quote unquote pure footballer aesthetic they're talking about number 10s they're talking about people who dictate games and can influence games more than scoring and a lot of times they feel like if cristiano didn't score you didn't see him in the game so but isn't cristiano number two on madrid's all-time assist list yeah he is interesting yeah he is why wouldn't he be up there he's a forward he played almost a decade. You could be up there and assist and still not be an all-time great playmaker, you know? 
Oh wow, you hitting the LeBron James legit longevity argument. Nah, LeBron is one of the greatest passers, but we talked about that his whole career. That's my point with Cristiano Ronaldo. No one talked about his passing until the boy was in Al Nassar. Then they started talking about his assists because they knew that wasn't his game. Cristiano's game is goals. He's the all-time leading scorer of the Champions League. He's the all-time leading scorer in men's international football. He's the all-time leading scorer of Real Madrid. He's led the league in goals in three different countries. That's what Cristiano is, the greatest goal scorer in the history of the game. So that doesn't correlate to pure footballer aesthetics, I guess. Because they just look like, yeah, you're a goal scorer. We we like you for goals. We don't look to you for other stuff, but hey. I don't know, man. Anthony, do you feel this pure footballer talk? Do you see this in your circles? Because you play the game. Do you hear people talk about, oh, that's a pure footballer and or that's just a nigga that's, you know, a goal scorer? Yeah, and through multiple conversations with you, Claytis, uh, you know, well, not just uh, Cristiano, but like Holland and uh, Freaks of Nature in that aspect, I see what you're saying um, about number 10s and how they dictate the game, but to Claytis' point about Cristiano and Jamar, who made a excellent case, which is like, man – you can't say Cristiano's not a baller. That's how I'm looking at it. I'm like, man, he dictates the game because if he's on the pitch, if it the ball touches his head or foot, your team may win, man. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's uh that's pretty that that's that's a dictate dictator right there. So um that's why I said he's I, like Shaq and like Holland also. Yeah, I mean they with their yeah. physicality, their speed, their size. Yeah. Not saying that like because Cristiano is a baller dribbler, but that's another thing. Shout out Alex Ferguson. He killed that pure footballer shit out of Cristiano early by the time. And even Ruud Van Nistelrooy. They used to bully him at Carrington. Say like, yeah, get this little joker clown nigga out of here with the dribbling, wasting time with the ball. So they killed that aesthetic in him and made him the machine. Because Claytis can attest to this. If you look at Portugal historically, they created wingers. They created playmakers. Luis Figo. They created stylish players. That's what Cristiano was as a younger player. But then the Cristiano that, you know, people fell in love with, that wasn't that. It became the nigga that's scoring 30, 40, 50 goals a season. So that's another thing, too. People don't really, unless you go back and look on YouTube, nobody can, from our generation, especially in America, they don't remember that era of Cristiano. Yeah, but I do. I remember seeing the joint when I first started watching Madrid. Like, it wasn't until he got hurt that one year where he really stopped the dribbling and lost it. And it wasn't wasn't because he couldn't dribble anymore. It was more so because he lost the step after the injury, so he couldn't, like, maneuver off of the dribble as quickly as he used to. But I don't know, man. Like, when I watch him, I I see beautiful football. It's not like when I watch I I've seen him like I I I used to love him playing at Madrid because I would always say, This nigga probably gonna do something I ain't never seen before, or he probably gonna do something where I'm just gonna be like, Jesus, like that that was crazy. And, and you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I think he's a pure footballer. I don't looking know at how it, he's not a pure looking footballer. Looking at his dribbling and like progressive carry stats and 
I don't know how far it goes back. I'm on football reference and it looks like progressive carries the earliest indication they have is 2017, 18. If you guys don't know what progressive carries are, these are the dribbling actions where you're trying to, you know, advance the ball and then successful take-ons. Those are basically your dribbles when you're in one-on-one -on -one and how successful are you beating your man? So with these numbers, it's like he was ninth in take-ons in Syria in 2021. Progressive carries, he was eighth in La Liga, the 18th season, seventh, fifth, and uh, third, his three years in Juventus. So it looks like from what I can see, his best dribbling season that they have documented is 2021. So just trying to see what people could say because like you guys said Cristiano was a phenomenal dribbler but I guess maybe in the stats that they have obviously I don't know how far back they go but I guess it's not the same but then you know just for comparison because you know this is the era we live in you can't say Cristiano's name without Messi so I was like all right Eden Hazard said that Messi is the number one example of a pure footballer so I'm looking at his successful take-ons, a.k.a. one-on-one -on -one dribbling. Messi was number one in Europe 2018. He was second in La Liga 2019 and fourth in Europe that year. He was first in La Liga and second in Europe in the 2020 season. He was first <laughs> in La Liga and Europe in 2021. And then even in, La Liga, in Ligue 1, he was second in Liga and second in Europe. So just the different and then also Messi was first in progressive carries 2018 season and second in Europe first in 2020 and third in Europe um and first in 2021 and second in Europe so that's just the difference Cristiano's more of a direct player while Messi is the dancer the dribbler so yeah he he uh you know, Messi gets the ball more because he's in the middle of the park. Exactly. He influences the game more. He's asked to dictate the game more because he's a number 10. You know, but, hey, it, it is what it is. Where, where, where your place at in, in soccer matters a lot, you know, so. Yeah, but, and it's also what yeah. you can do. If You don't think if, it, if Cristiano had this game of a playmaker of a number 10, they would have made him do that, but. That's not what they wanted from him. They wanted him to be the killer, the goal scorer. Yeah, I, I think it's – my thing with Cristiano is I think he was such a lethal goal scorer that they was like, bro, we're not going – we don't need to put so much on you where your goal scoring is just that immaculate and that, like, jaw-dropping and that – game changing to the point where it's like bro you are first and second and third option when it comes to goal scoring then after that you can decide to do some other shit that's what i think it that's where i think it was for cristiano like, messi is too messi is the same you know what I'm for 50 goals in the league and then get 20 assists that's messi yeah, but, that's I, the difference. but i think but my thing is this my thing is this i've seen cristiano play a, a long time and he could pass the ball too. It's just a lot of times niggas ain't finish his passes, and and a lot of times it's hard to to dictate assists 
when you only playing from one side of the pitch. Like if Cristiano, he he has the ability. That's what I'm saying. I, I feel like Cristiano, he has the ability, the capability, and, and the intelligence to play in the midfield because he would track back. He would do a lot of things. He would make progressive passes as well. It's, it's just the team didn't ask him to do that because we wanted him to score so much, whereas Messi – he was put in a different – he was put in that role from Jump Street. You know what I'm saying? So it was like – you know what I'm saying? Whereas Cristiano is like, nigga, you you too vicious over here. Like, you know what I'm saying? You could do all this, but we got all these niggas that could do that shit over there. We want you on that wing, and we want you to drop them goals. That's that's just my personal opinion on it. But yeah, as far yeah. as ability-wise, I think he can – I think he could do that. I'm not saying he would be able to do it as well as Messi, but I'm just saying – if he got put in that position, I think his his uptick in assists would be there as well. Yeah, I, I um I got two points. I agree with you, Jamar, with in the sense of the analytics themselves are making us are boxing us into having this conversation in a sense of Cristiano is a baller. It's just the fact that the way soccer is played, he has a role to play. So he doesn't drop back. So Dan, where on the scale is Harry Kane? Because that sounds like a guy who is a striker but doing some playmaker stuff. And I'm actually interested to hear what his stats are and uh, what you were looking up. Because right, but I'll go to Eden Hazard first because he's the one that said he's a better pure footballer than Cristiano. And at hold, his, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I only bring up Harry Kane. Only bring I, up I, Harry I, Kane. Because he's another I, I, number nine. I, didn't I got know it. That's yeah, what he said. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Hazard said he's a bet. I hold on, hold on. Yeah. I just yes. was, I that, thought he was just saying he was a dribble. pure footballer. I just uh, thought he was just saying he was a pure footballer. I thought he said Cristiano wasn't, but he's saying he was a better pure footballer than yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo. Yep. Uh, he did. Hazard, and just because he dribbled in circles around people in the field. Yeah. That's all. Eden Hazard oh, was number one in progressive carry. I like Eden though. He was uh, in fourth in Europe 2018. He was number one in the Premier League and first in Europe 2019. Successful take-ons. He was number one in uh, the Premier League 2018 and second in Europe. Then 2019, he was number one and third in Europe. So, yeah, these guys are the top of the line. They're the best among the best dribblers ever. I don't think Cristiano's there. He's probably a couple levels under. But let's look at Harry Kane. I mean, yeah, I he feel does you. not a dribbler. He, he does the stuff. That but a lot of them dudes, man, they like get the ball a lot. I don't know, man. It's just like their games are different. They get the ball in the midfield, yeah. and they have the opportunities to dribble past a whole bunch of defenders. Where's Cristiano Ronaldo? As soon as he gets it on the wing, he has one nigga maybe. But more than likely, they're going to double team him. As soon as the, when the ball is on the way over there, they're double teaming him. Where and it's like, why would, that big dude, why would you want that big dude dribbling through people when you could just send them across them a ball or have them? Exactly. The That's why I play this. You'll say the same thing. I've been saying Cristiano was not a winger. Put that nigga at number nine. He's not a winger. Take yeah, it up. He should, I, my he black been ass a number nine. I would have put him at a, a, is a not number on the nine. carries and none of that because he's a number nine. I would have made Cristiano. But he was doing playmaker stuff. He was tapping, yeah, but he doesn't playing. dribble. He don't he dribble. dribble. He don't, yeah, he's so not one of those guys. He's like, he holds that's up why he's the best dribblers on the front yeah, yeah, on the flanks. Yeah. That's why I was right. asking. Cristiano should have been number my... nine once he stopped dribbling. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, Cristiano was but, always a forward, always going to be a forward. That's yeah. that's he's a number nine or a winger. He started as a winger on the left wing with Manchester United. Uh, that was his role. Uh, he played striker a few times, but he didn't have to um, for Manchester United because they always had one. Yeah, um, to Real Madrid. Yeah. Right when he went to Real Madrid, on the other hand, that's when he became like a real striker. And yeah, and he showed Striker up. Striker on the wing, like shit. <laughs> yeah, they, and he the played in the middle year, too. They gave him number nine. He should have kept right, and he number nine. So yeah, he had that drink for one year. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because Figo was still there. Sorry, right. Raul. Yeah, Raul. Yeah. So Raul. He, yeah. So yeah, and he, they gave he, it to Benzema. He got seven. Mm-hmm. Right. So that that's what Cristiano was. I I would argue he may not have been the purest footballer. He, he had some pure football qualities. For sure. Um, but but his his role was always going to be where he was. And I think and I don't know that it was necessarily a slight to him uh, versus just an observation to say that I was a better pure football. I could do more things in my position than Cristiano could do with his. And that's true. Um, and, I, and I would give him that. Um, but Cristiano, yeah, he, he's he's phenomenal at, at the four position where he was. And that, that's exactly where he needed to be. And I don't think that's taking anything away from him to say that he wasn't as pure of a footballer as a Messi no, or right. A top so five footballer of all time. Absolutely. He wasn't Absolutely. a one trick pony. Like I yep. said, he could play. He should have been a number nine his whole career. Always should have been a number nine. I agree. He started on the left. He could have played on the right. Like I mm-hmm. said, the best penalty taker I've ever seen. The best, best header of the football I've ever seen. Yeah. You could depend mm-hmm. on him to score goals in big games. Free kick taker. Oh, he was one of the, the best. Collections of motherfuckers. World Cup. Collection, he collection but yeah, so hey, man, shout out to Eden Hazard, man. Keeping real debates alive, man. He he went to keep and kept it a thousand, man. <laughs> hey, what's focus is Cristiano has more goals on his left foot than niggas have in their whole career. Hey, man, he's that nice, bro. He's special and he played a long time. You got to give him his props for that. For someone to be around for over 20 years and mm-hmm. play at that high level, been through a lot personally and, and in his career. About 50 goals in 2023. He led the world in goals scored in a calendar year. Yeah, well. You know, that one, that's a community service award, man. God bless you for balling in Qatar. <laughs> hey, we don't give a How's damn. About community the service when we don't give a damn about the guitar league, man. Hey, okay, we don't give a damn so much. That's, that's the game we like to play. It's Saudi Claytis. league. Claytis, what? That's the game we like to play, right? Claytis, what trophies did those fifty-three goals give them? They, I thought they won. They won a trophy this year. Yeah, I think they won. A, they won like their uh, Carabao Cup or something. The Undertaker Trophy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, they lost the Undertaker. They lost that joint. Yeah, the that That's what he was moving. Lost dribbling the ball, rattled. Yeah, they lost the Undertaker Cup. I think they won their Carabao Cup, man. So hey, man, hey, they gave Messi the Ballon d'Or for winning in the MLS. So I feel like Cristiano, you you got to win a Ballon d'Or in the Qatar League, man. I mean, my bad, the Saudi League. But hey, man. <laughs> but, hey. <laughs> Messi shouldn't have got the Ballon d'Or, <laughs> but it goes back to being a pure footballer. It's full circle. They didn't give it to Erlen Holland because people like Claytis and a lot of people have said, "Hey, that boy not a real footballer. All he does is score goals. What does he do to influence the game outside of scoring goals?" 
that's that's and he's a Erlen Holland, who's his favorite player of all time, Cristiano, bro. So that's what he wants to model himself after, but they ain't giving it to him. They said, work on your game, son. And what the hell did, bro? All right, I'm not about to get into this <laughs> shit with this nigga mess. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying. You feel me, Jim? Yeah, it's propaganda. I don't think he deserves but, Ballon d'Or FIFA Player of the Year, but hey, in terms of people like Claytis that like to harp on the old days <laughs> and like say, oh, man, I miss, I miss when football used to be like this. That's the irony. I always like to bother Claytis because Claytis hates Lionel Messi, but he wishes <laughs> niggas played like Lionel Messi. He's confused himself. I think it's being a Chelsea fan and a Bayern fan. He don't know what he's looking for, but the people like Claytis that demand the old artistic style of play, them niggas like Messi. That's why it's funny he's a Cristiano fan, but that's another story for another day. You want pure footballers back, but yay, man. This is yay, this is the Cristiano era, right? Claytis, you told me everybody's a Cristiano kid. Now we see why these young niggas ain't thriving, man. Mbappe's still stuck in France. We'll talk about that later, man. We at the end of the show. Where are the Messi kids at? Yeah, they, they, you can't replicate that. You can't replicate that. It don't exist. Musiala's yeah, yeah. one of a messy kid, and look at him flopping away. The headboard is not a winger, and he's not a 10. I don't know what he is. Dude, yeah. Bellingham, he said Messi was his favorite player as a kid, but now he's a Real Madrid player. He can't say that again. You got to delete that. Andrick also said Messi was his favorite player as a kid. You got can't say that no more, young man. Delete that from your mind. It is what it is. You know. Nah, bro, we ain't Barcelona, bro. Barcelona make you say Messi's the best in the world. Yeah, they, like the that. same thing. But, There's also know. former Real Madrid players that <laughs> said, yeah, you can't say Messi's the best when you play for Real Madrid. That's how it works. It's propaganda, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I under, the, the, This is what I'm saying. The difference is at Barca, they make you say it. At Real Madrid, we like, hey, man, look. You wearing the crest, just watch what you say. Yeah, you can dress it up as the same. Barcelona, they say... <laughs> you can't say Barcelona, Barcelona sister and say, "Hey, look, man, you got to say Messi's the best player. You got to say Messi's this. You got to say this. Hey, you got they give them niggas a script. You know what I'm saying? We we still have individuality here at Real Madrid. Okay, people still have their their causes. They'll have their individual things that they do and say. You know, at Real Madrid, at Barca, hey, nah. But I digress." Yeah, man, because that is propaganda FC, man. They talking about Jude Bellingham Ballon d'Or loaded, man. That's, man, look, that's yeah. that's just FC, ESPN, FC. That's what your club I mean, does, though. You guys create, you guys give away Ballon d'Ors. Luka Modric got one. I'll hey, talk bro. about that later, man. Hey, man, but <laughs> hey, if, 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 if you're talking about Luka Modric got one, but Messi just got this BS. Gamadri exactly. deserved his Ballon d'Or more mm. than well, Messi deserved his this year. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. Because it goes, like yeah, I said, it goes yeah. back to the pure, because this is the thing I'll say, because, uh, you know, like many MVP awards or awards in general, the criteria changes on a year-to-year -year basis. So sometimes they try to give it to the best player on the best team. Other times they try to give it to the person that had the best individual season. So, when Luka Modric got it, obviously they gave it to him because Croatia made the final of the World Cup. And then when Messi got it, they said, hey, man, Holland scored a lot of goals, but 
didn't score no finals. So we're just going to give it to this nigga. <laughs> yeah, it's illegal how he won that Ballon d'Or FIFA World Player of the Year. But hey, shout out to Propaganda, I guess. But we at the end of the show, man. Uh, Jamar, I'm going to start with you. Do you have a champagne move of the week? We heard your goal of the week. And you can repeat that again because that joint was a banger. But do you have a champagne move of the week? I don't know if I had a move. Can I say pass? For sure. That counts as a move. Definitely. All right. The back hill pass from Vinny to Bellingham for the second goal against Jerome, I believe. It was because I think Vinny scored the first goal. Yep. Yeah, because he's Vinny scored the banger. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, it was the the out the the outside boot pass from Vinny to it was like for like thirty yards. So I don't I can't I don't know how far it was, but he was almost at the halfway mark, a little bit above the halfway park mark. And the, he he uh back heel passed that joint outside foot, right foot on the left side, all the way to uh Jew Bellingham in the box, and Bellingham just did a light touch pass the goalkeeper and banged it in for the second goal against Girona. So that pass by Vinny, he was on one against Girona. I think he had a goal and two assists, or he might have been involved in all four goals. Uh, I got, I know he had two assists, though. He had the one to Jude, and I think he had – did they count that one to Rodrigo? They might have counted that one to Rodrigo, but, yeah. Oh, yeah, because Jude's joint came off of a deflection off the goalkeeper. So it might have been a Rodrigo. But, yeah, more the story, Vinny was on one that game. So the Vinny outside – uh, kick pass is my move. I'll be on tangents. I got to stop me sometimes. It's all right, man. I'm on the same wave sometimes. Uh, my champagne move of the week, I've mentioned it earlier. I'll say it again. That Declan Rice goal was a banger. If Thomas Partey was there, he would have shot the, the goal. He would have shot the ball to Abidjan, okay? But Declan Wright, Loose ball, 50-50. He said, excuse me, scores a banger to the far top post, as Alejandro Mourinho of ESPN FC would say, where the spiders lay their eggs. And he couldn't celebrate it because, you know, he's a West Ham legend. They were booing him before the game. When he scored, they had to shut up. And after he got subbed off, they clapped him, gave him an ovation. So shout out to you, Declan Rice. It's not hard. It's not easy playing against a club you love, but hey, you played well. But uh, Cletus, what's your champagne move of the week? Mine's actually going to be um, Venetia's dribbling on the wing for uh, Jude's uh, second goal, where he was just cooking niggas on the wing. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> that was beautiful. That was artistry right there. Yeah, that was insane. Yeah, yeah he was cooking. He should have scored on that, George. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Uh, Anthony, what's your champagne move of the week? Hey, man, I'm going to uh, go with Holland adding a new style of versatility, man. He may not be able to dribble around defenders, but he can sure truck them. So I'm going to go with his move on trucking the center back for his goal against Everton. I believe that was. Is that a new move? I called him Shaq last year. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, he's the diesel. Come on. Yeah, he's diesel out there, man. Yeah, man. Moving like Salute. Optimus Prime. So, yeah. Salute, hey. Holland, the Ballon d'Or is wide open. Hey, man, scoring a final, maybe they'll give it to you. It's your time, brother. Marcus, what's your champagne move of the week? The move of the week was the magic trick from our Qatar brothers. The homie with the fro, I don't know his name, looking like Sacho Bob. 
Oh no! Look at pull him. the card out from his shin pad. Yeah, that's that's my move of the week. You got away with that. <laughs> All money saving you from any fines. Hey man, and my man's name is Akram Afif. Okay, salute to you, man. Uh, Ephraim, what's your champagne move of the week? My move of the week is uh, Ten Hag bringing on Marcus's favorite Manchester United player, McSauce, scored a game winner against Aston Villa on uh, Sunday. Gotta salute him. Hey, Mr. Clutch, is he the new Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Hey, man, leading the league in uh, game winning off the bench. I'm saying the new Chicharito. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's up. Shout out to McTominay, man. It's cool to see people like that just start balling out of nowhere, man. When I saw how he was balling in the Euro qualifiers, I was confused. But it's cool that he's carrying it over into league form. So uh, my champagne goal of the week, I got to go with the boy Sebastian Haller, man. Game-winning goal in AFCON, especially with all he's been through, defeating cancer. Hey, man, God bless you. He is a friend, his dad is from France, mom from Cote d'Ivoire, so he plays for his mother's country, and now he's an African champion. Salute to all of the Cote d'Ivoire boys, uh, Serge Aurier and Nicolas Pepe asking Salah, where's your AFCON medal? Mwah, hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, Cletus, what's your champagne goal of the week? Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it to Vinicius, his first goal. Because Ezra was a beauty. And I'm going to still give it to Gallagher for having a double the other day. You know, progress is progress. 10th place. Got to love it. What, not not Enzo for his goal? And then refusing to give his uh, jersey to the young Africans? He's, you know, you know the Germans, you know, the Nazi Germans and the uh, Argentinian history is kind of deep within him. So, you know, hey, shout out to Gallagher. Just a joke, guys, because, you know, Chelsea's PR and their fans have said, hey, man, he gave it to that guy because he's a river. He had a River Plate jersey and Enzo played for River Plate. That could be the case, too. Doesn't always be racism. I didn't say anything. (laughs) It's a PG network. Uh, Man, Jabbar, what's your champagne goal of the week? You said it already, but hey, man, run it back. Yeah, bro, that Brim go today, man. Um, cause it got us that dub, man. He um he got the ball, he got fouled. <laughs> like when you run it back, he hit his whole left foot came up off of the pitch, but he kept his balance, dribbled past it. I think he dribbled past another person, went to the left foot, set up, and p- put a curler on the top left corner, and then did the weak, well not weak, but he he made it look weak Jew celebration. You know what I'm saying? He should have just did his little shrug shoulders joint, you know, but it is what it is. That that goal was still beautiful and it got us the dub in our uh, first UCL round of 16 match this year. So, yeah, man. Brim Diaz. For sure. Salute. Brahim. Dang, I keep saying <laughs> I keep messing that boy name up. <laughs> Brahim. Sounds like he should be playing for Morocco. I need to check his ancestry. But uh, he looks Moroccan a little bit. You know, I will say, saying man, it's right there. I don't know, might should be hanging out with Ashram Hakimi. I don't know, but uh, Anthony, what's your champagne goal of the week? 
I'm gonna have to go with uh with yours and uh Sebastian Haller. Uh, you know the Afcon final goal. That joint was beautiful, man. And like you said, considering what he went through, that joint's vicious. So he's also in the club. Well, the whole team's in the club. Whole nation. They definitely there with us. Yeah. Oh yeah, hey, Jamar guys. Hey, yeah, Brahim. I build the car, Diaz. Yeah, that brother's a yeah. He, he <laughs> he's a northerner. Yeah, his dad's from Morocco. Yeah, all right. Ah, there it goes. Yeah, we cracked the case. You see, journalism, man. I cracked it fast. But <laughs> Marcus, what's your champagne goal of the week? Well, um, I'm gonna give it to uh, Leverkusen. Like, on the way, I didn't get them boys no respect. You know, it's not um, over, man. What did Kobe say? Job not finished. So I gotta give it to Furpon. Cause the way he was clowning. Yeah, that was focused. That was almost my champagne goal of the week until yes. the AFCON final year. Sane, you're not fast enough to get back. <laughs> Why you say and, it like that? And the way he just laid out, he wanted his coach to pick him up. Yeah. Understand, understand, we fuck with you, bro. Yeah, Shabby. I like Shabby's composure too, because he knows the job's not finished. He was like, hey, yeah, get up. But then when he saw the other teammates are coming, he said, hey, let him celebrate. I'll be all right. I'll hang it in the corner. That's the Carlo that, like Jamar said, hey, he looks like the makings of a, f- a future manager at the White House with that composure and how calm he was. But Hey, hey bro, monster mentality, man. You know what that's about. For sure, for sure. Now, uh, Ephraim, what's your champagne goal of the week? I'm going to rock with you and Anthony. Sebastian Allaire for uh, that game-winning goal. And not only – it was just a great goal. And salute to the man for uh, going through what he went through for over the last year. I think he survived uh, testicular cancer, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, yeah, man, shout out to him for, for, for doing what he did. For sure, man. Beautiful story. School, he got to celebrate it with his family. It was real nice to see. Now we in the club, guys. I'll set it up if you guys don't mind. Like we all, I'm sh- I'm sure we all will. I'll have Cote d'Ivoire with me. Hey, even though you guys still go by your colonizer name, you guys are all right with me. You know, welcome. Congratulations again for being African champions. Well-deserved. Great tournament as well. I haven't seen anyone complain about the infrastructural issues. Seemed like all the hospitality was good too. A lot of people traveled throughout Africa. And I saw some people coming from Europe Brighton fans coming to see their boy, West Cam fans coming to support Kudos. It was cool to see. So shout out to Ivory Coast, the whole nation, for a great tournament, for winning. And I got to salute Qatar. Hey, if you're a champion, you could roll up, come through Kansas City Chiefs, three-time Super Bowl champions. You guys are dynasty. Come through, man. This is the champions only edition of my club. So, uh, Claytis, who are you in the club with? Man, to be quite honest, I'm going to be flying to Cote d'Ivoire to be outside with niggas. I'm going to be bringing Thomas Tuchel. I'm going to be bringing Gallagher. And yeah, man, we outside. Why is Tuchel there when you you have issues with him? Are you going to set him up? What's that? Of course, I'm saying this again. Oh, Mitch. 
Yeah, but you brought Gallagher. It made it look like Gallagher's the hitman. He's a young kid on vacation, you know? Special oh, agent. Hey, man, hey, that's, hey, that's too much of a... I don't like that excuse. <laughs> hey, quick aside. Cletus, you been to Abidjan before? Nah, nah, but we got family out there, though. Oh, nice. See, I'll, I'll, whenever I hear about uh, Cote d'Ivoire, I've always had family members that have been out there, and they say it's really nice. So definitely yeah. would like to check it out one day. Very developed. Yeah, for sure. Salute to them, man. Cletus, I'm oh, sorry. Jamar, who are you in the club with? Uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and uh invite the old guard with the club with me, man, because I don't know how long they're going to be in there. And, hey, I really like to wait till we hoist the trophy, but... <laughs> You know, I'm I'm gonna go party with them one more time because this might be Luca's last year. Tony was just at the press conference talking like he want to retire at a high level. Yeah. You know, so that sounds like he wants to retire, but at least still like a starter or something. Yeah, not like he would doesn't want to retire like how Luca is right now. He doesn't want to be like riding the bench. Yeah. So I'm gonna just go ahead. Come on, Carvey. Come on, Luca. Come on, uh, Tony. Mm. All the old guard is mm. that. Who else is left from the overgen? Oh, Nacho. Almost forgot Nacho. Oh, yeah, Louis V, too. Yeah, Louis yeah, V. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody from the old, old, old guard. Pull up. I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's it. Louis V, that Carvey, Nacho, Tony, and Modric. Yep, that's yep. it. Yep. All of them coming in the club with me. We going to have it up one last time before y'all go to y'all families and wives and three, four kids and all that other stuff. So let's have one more time. Party big at the White House. Get this La Liga trophy for sure. And then uh, we'll see what happens in CL. Hey, man, Jamar, you just remember, I forgot the name of the movie, but it reminds me of that movie where it was like Martin Lawrence, Tim Allen, John Travolta, where they were like buying motorcycles and trying to relive their youth. Old hogs. Old hogs, yeah. Old hogs, yeah. Old hogs, yeah. That's the joint. <laughs> One last ride. No, nah, I dig it. I dig it. Shout out. Yeah, to One last ride, man. Movie, man. Yeah, I, I like that movie. It was cool, family fun, man. Uh, Anthony, who are you in the club with? And I'm in club champion with you, man. Partying with all the winners, even the Chiefs. Taylor Swift, come through. Yeah, but make sure you bring Ike Spice. Yeah, I want me a bunch. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, uh, <clears throat> oh, Whoa. uh, that wasn't you. That was Playboy Cardi. Yeah, um, yeah, that's it, Dan. <laughs> Yo, you crazy. Ice Spice was in the box chilling during the Super Bowl. Where'd she come from? I mean, I I am music. Throwing up crazy hand signs, allegedly. I don't know. Marcus, can you educate us on that? Opium, my Spice. I am music. <laughs> uh, man, who you in the club with, Marcus? Hey, man, we on our vulture shit. So we got Opium Wemby in there, fresh out the triple dub. He, he was on his Opium sway. He was moving like yay with that mask. Okay. Um. Yeah, man. We just got we we shit. You already brought everybody in, bro. So we just gonna join y'all session with a couple bottles. You know, a little light. Well, we we gonna be in all black, no thumbs, but it's a light show. <laughs> no thumbs. Yeah. Oh man. 
Ephraim, who are you in the club with? You said what? <laughs> no Nigerians? No, no, they can be outside. Now they work in the valet. Okay, calm. But working the body service. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, no, we don't need jalof, Nigerian jalof outside, okay? Leave that at, at your house, okay? Thank you. Uh, Ephraim, who are you in the club with? <laughs> oh, man. I, it's hard not to echo what you guys have already said. And I'm also bringing Leverkusen in, not because I think they're going to win the league, but because they stepped up with expectations on their head and they beat the ops at home. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm bringing all of them in the club with me. For sure, man. Hey, this has been a fun episode. Shout out to Jamar for pulling up. You already know our La Liga correspondent, Real Madrid expert, and serial winner, man. He don't know what to do, man, if he don't see a trophy, man. Because, hey, man, it barely ever happens. That's the type of success we all need to strive for in life. Yeah, bro, because my other teams and other leagues and other sports – very underdogish and mediocre. Okay. And so I enjoy this. <laughs> okay. If you listen right. to Rick Culture, you already know Jamar needs Jamar needs five minutes with Jacques Vaughn. Thank you for not bring give me that Spencer Dimwitty bullshit. Oh uh, well, you know. Hey, Brad. Jake Shuttlesworth from he got game with that afro, man. I don't know what yeah. He- yeah, Spencer thinks he's better than what he is, but confidence is key. You know, that's what's got him into the league and kept him in the league. But that jump will hey, man, it is, it is. Yeah, it's 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 very inconsistent. He'll be striking one. Ever since he left us that first time where he blew up, I don't know, he ain't been the same, bro. You know what it was? In Bitcoin and lost his time. Yep, yep. Converted that salary. Now he's at the crypto arena. Now he's at the Bitcoin arena. So he's like, (laughs) yeah, bro, because I seen him snap against James Harden when he was in Houston, like double overtime going head to head, and he won us the game. How many years ago was that? Shit, bro, that was 20... 18 that was the year before KD that was oh, literally yeah. the year before KD and Kyrie came so 2018 I think 2018 yeah sure. so but yeah man yeah that was a little minute ago but yeah I think he was gonna be vicious but I thought he was gonna be more consistent but yeah I mean I what the Lakers need for him he they need more than Spencer Dinwiddie I'll just put it like It'll that this is this is champagne soccer so I'm gonna go into it too they ain't winning nothing man I'll say you're gonna nah, they, they, yeah. Shout out to everybody. MLS season. I don't know if you guys are aware of the MLS. Oh, you with Osei? Yeah, man. MLS is back next. Oh, go ahead, Jamar. No, I, I, I thought you said you was with Osei. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I'll say now, say you're gonna be sick, man. But uh, oh, okay. okay. Your Apple TV subscriptions, Marcus. We we coming back with that MLS minute next week. So, yeah, man, go ahead and get your messy TV subscriptions paid for. <laughs> hey, man, if Inter Miami wins the MLS Cup, we'll never hear the end of it. But, hey, ha! for the whole crew, <laughs> this is Champagne Soccer, the best soccer podcast in the world dedicated to the luxurious lifestyle of winning lovely, winning gloriously, like Cote d'Ivoire did against Nigeria. And before we disappear, what we got to do, Marcus? Hey, man, until next time, keep them pinkies up.